Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another week of Three in the Key podcast. Uh, right now, we just have two this week, but back as always, my name is Shane, and joining me is my good buddy, Brendan. Brendan, say hello to the people. It's been too long. We're sorry to our fans around the world. Um, we love basketball, and we just took a little hiatus to enjoy every minute of the finals and the offseason and the all the movement that's been happening in the draft. So I'm excited to get back on the pod. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a little bit too long away from the pod, but uh, we also been traveling. I went to Montana for two weeks, which was fantastic. Highly recommend to all of our listeners. And uh, Brendan, where'd you go? Yeah, been uh, been traveling a little bit. I was in Barcelona. Um, recommend highly. Couldn't stop eating. Um, I guess all the tapas. My cholesterol uh, hates me. My doctor is probably uh, mad. But good thing I don't have a doctor. I need to work on that. Um, but yeah, then started a new job. And right now I'm in Sin City. No, no, not the Sin City you're thinking of. Um, Cincinnati. I'm in Cincinnati for work. And uh, and just, you know, just been following along with all the excitement in the NBA lately. Shane, what's been what's been popping off the page for you? Well, it uh, it started with draft. Was excited. Uh, you know, Knicks had four picks. And... Uh, they really tried to rebuild through the draft at the end draft. Quentin Grimes, welcome. Mikhail Bridges, well, I mean, not Mikhail Bridges. Mikhail I wish. Bridges. We drafted uh, Kevin Knox over him, but that's we, beside the point. We, we we went back in time and drafted Mikhail Bridges. He's actually, because Kevin Knox on the brain, He's he's he volunteered to play in the summer league. He's the oldest guy playing in the summer league this year. I, um, I, I saw that um, that lineup. And I actually had a panic where I saw the lineup, saw Kevin Knox on it. Then I didn't recognize like any of their names. And I thought, is this the Knicks team this year? Like, what did we do wrong? It's Just nuts. But, Just but they drafted uh, Miles McBride out of West Virginia. I'm super hyped on him. He's, uh, he's going to be a bulldog guard. And Jericho Sims, who in a dunk, uh, in a, uh, dunk contest, Nailed his forehead on the rim. So you love drafting high upside guys like that. Uh, big fan. So that's what and I'm doing. Just to be clear, high upside doesn't mean vertical leap. That's just not the definition of high upside. But you know, we'll, we'll take it. We we can we can tweet that. He's an athlete, Brendan. <laughs> he's an pure. He's a thoroughbred, and let the boy run. Um, no, but yeah, what I've been following, like you know, it's been crazy last two days free agency. Um. A lot of different teams are rebuilding, overpaying for guys. Some people are making $100 million when they shouldn't. Steph Curry's game paid more money than any basketball player ever. Well-deserved. Love Steph. But uh, it's averaging super just, just to do the little math for our listeners just really quickly, averaging over $50 million a year over the next five years. He's making over $250 million for five years. It's It's – it's kind of, I mean, it's a quarter of a billion dollars. Let's be real here. That's <laughs> unreal in five years to be guaranteed in any sport. But that's that's what the people love. That's what the people are paying. Yeah. And uh, Adam Silver is, you know, a crazy alien that is uh, through the roof excited. So really, uh, you know, what what we're doing and following just to give 
our listeners a little update on like the free agency tracker and what's going on. Kawhi opted out of uh, the Clippers. So right now he's, he's a free agent. He's the best one out there. Dennis Schroeder, um, nice, you know, capable starting point guard. He's unrestricted free agent. John Collins for the Hawks is a restricted free agent. So he could sign a, um, you know, he could sign an offer sheet and Hawks have to decide if they want to match. Spencer Dinwiddie uh, coming off an injury, but he's rumored to be going to the Wizards. And that could happen by the end of this podcast. You know, my sources say following Woj on Twitter. And then uh, just to round out the list, Kelly Oubre, Danny Green, Lori Markkinen, Reggie Jackson, Victor Oladipo, and Josh Hart. Those would be the best of the best um, in terms of what's available out there. And Brendan, any uh, anyone, you know, free agent besides Kawhi that you're following? Um, I guess, you know, not too closely. I, I think that these could be relatively predictable. Um, I think Wizards with, with Dinwiddie, I think Collins is going to stay with the Hawks or restricted free agency. Um, and also, I just wanted to take a second, too, because I'm not going to pretend like I know everything about free agency and all the rules. And I'm damn sure that no one on ESPN has any idea what the rules are with free agency. They, they talk about it. They're like, oh, restricted free agency. So they'll do a sign and trade with this other free agent. I don't think that's possible half the time they talk about it. So restricted free agency means that the team that has them on it can then match that, um, match any offer from any other team. Now they're, they're talking and correct me if I'm wrong, Shane, cause I am, I'm so admittedly unaware of how all this works, but DeMar DeRozan wasn't eligible for a sign and trade, right? Like, can you do a sign trade if you're just a free agent? Last I checked, that's not possible. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, it was, I think they had, the Spurs had his rights or something, and that's how they were able to do, like, a sign-and-trade because that's DeMar DeRozan. Do, yeah, the only time we do sign-and-trades is, is if someone has someone's rights. And I guess, yeah. like, I guess it's very unclear of when those come up. Yeah, and, like, they have to do it right before you're hitting free agency. It's, like, a weird cause, but that's how um, – and I thought it was an interesting trade for San Antonio. Like they got Thaddeus Young, Al Farouk Amino, and a 2025 first round pick for DeRozan. And to get that for DeRozan without him leaving for, you know, getting nothing, I thought was pretty good for, um, you know, Pop. And he's Thaddeus Young, I think, fits with them perfect. So, even if Amino doesn't even play because he's been injured, like that kind of that works out. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I like that explanation. Thank you. I think um, the we'll get into it a little more, but I, I'm I'm I don't want to jump too far ahead. But the Spurs, you know, what's Pop gonna look like? What's their future gonna look like once the once they're rebuilding? But right, I don't get too far ahead of ourselves. If anything, um, free agency, I think right now we're pretty settled in. I, I The only thing I'm really watching, and you, you didn't really let me answer this, but I'm going to just take it anyway, is, is Kawhi. Um, he's known for doing some sketchy stuff. And um, he's someone that as much as I think it's very clear that he would be going back to the Clippers, he could do anything. Any team could, could move mountains to try to get Kawhi, even though he's going to miss most of next year. 
um, I know that I'd be happy with the Knicks doing that. So, yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, you know, just for our listeners, I hope he goes back to Toronto and just goes to where he won. You know, he won with the Spurs, but he clearly doesn't like pop. Go back to Toronto. Everyone loves you there. Um, but kind of going into what we're going to talk about on the pod tonight. And, uh, you know, th- this was kind of a fun topic that we brought up. We decided to compare big threes in the NBA, right? That's been something that's been talked about for, you know, years. It's you need a big three to win a title. Like, well, uh, as soon as, you know, the Boston Celtics traded to get Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett, like that was the new big three. And they won title in 2008 with Doc Rivers as the coach. So not that a big three will win you a title, but really what we want to do was just talk about big threes throughout the NBA and, you know, by conference, start out with the Eastern conference, go to the Western conference, and then decide if these big threes are enough to help these teams make the playoffs. So that that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. And Brendan, feel free to uh, add anything. No, I think, um, uh, you know, if, if, if we look at the past 10 years, let's say, of the NBA, um, the team with the three best players, given it's very important who's around them, but the three best players with the supporting cast wins, not the four mediocre players, not the two dope players with no one around them. Maybe LeBron and, uh, and um, AD have something to say about that in the bubble. But, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, we, we thought, or at least I'm, I'm saying that, if you take the top three players of each team and really think about how they fit together, they set the tone. They're the ones that bring it to practice, bring it to the game, and then bring them to the ship. So I, I love that we're diving into the, the best three players. Yeah, and uh, super excited. So let's get started. We'll, um, we'll go through, you know, I'll start off with the Atlanta Hawks, right? So the Hawks were Trey. Trey Young is obviously, you know, option number one on, of that big three. Big dog. And they, they took the NBA by storm during the playoffs. He became the villain of the NBA. They went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. And they were fascinating. So option one with Trey Young. Then you had Bogdan Bogdanovich, who uh, used to be the name of the pod. And John Collins. And then... We just added, just for the sake of some of these teams, like an extra. So the reason we did it for this team was DeAndre Hunter, uh, who had a great season, you know, early on, was injured a little bit. But John Collins is a restricted free agent, so he could sign an offer sheet, so he could, uh, you know, leave. And kind of wanted to ask you, Brent, like, do you think that this is a team that will make the playoffs? So... Um, yes, to be very, very uh, straightforward, um, the Hawks are going to make the playoffs, definitely. Trey Young um, is definitely good enough to, to bring him there. I do think what I'm feeling, the vibes I'm getting with the Hawks and all the people out there, you know, feel, feel me on this. He's Reggie Miller on the Pacers. So they're not winning any ships, but they're going to be bad boys, spoiling people's fun, being good, having fun, and no way they win any ships. That's that's my call. Oof. I, yeah, I I think they need. Well, they need John Collins to stay. Like I I agree, they're making the playoffs and that that's cut and dry. But they need John Collins to stay because 
he needs help, but he is so exciting. And yeah, yeah, I like the Reggie Miller comparison. So uh, we'll go on to the next one. Well, yes, last and yes. One of the Hawks, I'm going to say since we have the big three of Trey, Bogdan, and John, I think DeAndre Hunter takes either John or Bogdan's spot next year in that big three. I think DeAndre is going to storm on the on the scene, and and by the end of the season, we're going to be talking about a, a different big three: Trey, DeAndre, and one of the other two. Hot take. I love we'll it. take. We'll take. DeAndre coming in hot. And now let's move on to the Boston Celtics. So yeah. start off pod with, you know, bring up their 2018, which I hated. But uh, to go into them, and it's pretty self-explanatory with the first two, two all-stars, Jason Tatum, option two, Jalen Brown. Option three, because they trade away Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart. So it's kind of a surprising thing for some people, but two-way guard, and he's really the heart and soul of this team, kind of the leader from what I've thought. Um, and then, you know, I don't know if you want to dive into a couple of extras here, uh, Brendan. But Well, yeah, I thought it was important to note when talking about the Celtics that they, they made some moves. Um, they're going to look different next year. And, you know, last year was not good enough. Like, I think everyone that watched any Celtics game saw – um, they just weren't good enough. I mean, Jason Tatum is a freak, amazing player. Like he, he has all the talent in the world. Um, but then they, they dropped off and the addition of Josh Richardson and Al Horford, I think could make a difference and could really help, um, set them apart this year. So, um, I don't know. Uh, I just wanted to mention them, but Shane, I feel like you, you should go first this time. Who are you playoffs, playoffs, or no playoffs. Did they get better? I'm going to say yes on the playoffs. I think uh, Marcus Smart's a better fit at point guard for this team. It, it will be exciting. Um, I think so. So that actually brings me to the same point. Well, a point that I was thinking of um, Marcus Smart, clearly not the best ball handling guard. So it is going to be interesting seeing him in there. There is two talents though, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Now, how talented do you think Jalen Brown is? There was some rumbling of him being traded for X or Y this offseason. And are you on the trade, Jalen Brown, or the hold the Jays together forever and, and see what they can do? I think Jalen Brown's gotten better every single year. And I think he's just one of those guys you keep on your team. I like I, I'm a huge I would buy stock in Jalen Brown. I feel that. I think that if this team wants to level up, it might be like a throw Jalen Brown and Marcus Martin for a train for Harden or something. I know that might not be on the plate right now, but someone something like that might be what really sets them apart. But, um, yeah, excited to see them. I'm, I'm thinking they're making it to the playoffs. So uh, I think we both have them, them making it to the playoffs. I think this next team might be our easiest team to talk about. I don't know if you want to skim over them, but I'll, I'll let you take it if you want. Um, the Nets – their big three is is obviously Durant, Harden, and Kyrie. Anything you wanted to mention about the, the Nets and uh, this this upcoming season? No, I, I kind of hope they all get injured again and just tank. I I I love Harden though. I don't know like Fat Harden last year just brought me life. Like it was like oh, like you can be out of shape and still get triple doubles and do amazing things. So. Uh, Big fan of him, and yes to the playoffs. I mean, they're the closest thing to the monsters you've ever seen in real life. There's no doubt about it. They're they're just like a big bunch of little like 
well, not little, giant little gremlins. Um, add in Blake Griffin, and you you like actually have the monsters. But um, yeah, I think they're clearly clearly a playoff team. Much more interesting and much more much more of a divisive topic would be the Hornets. So had no one big last year, but somehow with riding Lamella Ball's rookie year, they were able to uh, to make a splash. So what's going on with them? What are you what are you thinking? So they're super exciting. Um, they're one of those, and they're like a gutty, tough team with, I think they need to add a few pieces, but you know, they have Lamella ball. If Gordon Hayward can stay healthy and then Terry Rozier was an absolute bulldog last year. He did really well. And then miles bridges off the bench was an athletic big and they have PJ Washington. I, I like them to make the playing game and, and kind of make some noise. I don't know. How do you feel? So um, I am a big fan of Terry Rozier. I think he is such a monster. I wish, wish that the Knicks got him um, as a Knicks fan, not as a Knicks hater. Uh, I really think that he would have been like the perfect um, tough ass point guard who can just. I know that that's, that's not the, the most popular take, but realistically, you know, had him on my fantasy team last year, watched a lot of Terry Rozier, watched a lot of them. And he, he had some statistic that I wish I could uh, drop. Once we get some uh, advertisers, I might get some more statistics. Um, but Terry uh, was finishing up games. I think his fourth quarter efficiency was near the top, if not the top of the league um, last year. So he was just someone that put games out. And he, he was honestly, I think, a bigger part of um, their success last year than anyone. Uh, and then just a note for this year, um, I, I like the Miles Bridges shout out. Um, I've never been a big Devonta Graham fan. I know they lost him this, this season or this off season. Um, but they added um, one of the big guys from Detroit. Uh, what's his name? One of the Plumleys. Um, I think that's going to help them a lot. They had no size last year. And I think adding a Plumlee. Ma- Mason Plumley, right? Mason Plumley. There we go. Um, I think that's going to help them a lot. I honestly think they're not going to need him to do anything but be a big man in the middle. And that allows Miles Bridges to actually be who he um, who he should be, you know, a power forward that's not <laughs> playing center. Yeah, it's, it's super interesting to see. And, like, you know, everyone will listen back to this and go, well, you've gone through four teams and you've said four playoffs. I think we should just preface that, uh, you know, it's 10 teams make the play-in tournament. So that's kind of, you know, where we're going with this. So there will be 10 out of the 15 teams uh, per division. Well, I'm, I'm going to up the ante right here. We, we should call out playing teams, the two, the, the two, the nine and the 10 seed. I think we should try to try to predict. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. Love on what the we're doing on the fly. But yeah. Hornets, uh, who, do you, who do you have? I'm putting Hornets, Hornets as, as, my, as my nine. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm saying in. I'm saying in. I'm saying they're top eight. Okay. Great. I, I love that. And now let's go to the most divisive team, newly assembled team, the Chicago Bulls. I mean, the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> so <laughs> this team, super interesting. You know, and just to give you a little background on why I cracked that joke, Brent, they uh, just, just uh, look, acquired Lonzo Ball 
but also Mavarval, his father, who will be there. He he got signed on to sit on the bench and yell at everyone. I'm just kidding. But Lonzo Ball, they have. They also just did sign and trade as we talked to everyone in the pod for Demar Derozan. And at the end of last season, they picked up Nikola uh, Vuc, Vucevic, and uh, they have their resident All Star Zach Levine. So their option one would be Levine. Option two, Derozan. Three, Vooch, and then the extra would be Lonzo Ball. How are you feeling about this team, Brendan? Um, you know, it it would be it's one of those points where it's like you're a Bulls fan, you're like, oh my god, we got better, and then you realize that you're not going to win any more games. Um, the 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 amount of defense this lineup can play, I, I think, might actually be um, zero to to last in the league. Um, no way that Zach Levine, Demar Derozan. Busevich and Lonzo Ball hold any teams to anything. Even in the Eastern Conference, they're they're going to get smoked. Um, my favorite player on this team is Demar Derozan. I think Lonzo Ball. I know that a lot of people were liking him on the Knicks uh, or or being signed by the Knicks. Um, no, I, I'm honestly we'll get to a happier with Fournier to be honest. Um, then Levine maybe he takes that step because he's the one on this team that needs to take that step. If they're going to do anything, if they're going to make a real splash, but if Levine just Levine's, you know, and just kind of shoots and runs around, looks athletic dunks, like then, then they're not going to do anything special. I cannot believe they haven't moved Vucevic. They have to trade Vucevic for someone that can play defense. I I, I just, I just, (laughs) this team, I'm sure they can score a bunch, but they're not, they're not scoring like the Nets. Um, so that this is going to be an interesting team just to, you know, throw on league pass and just, uh, watch them try to win games and outscore the next team. But overall, not a fan. I'm going to go playing team. So nine or 10. Uh, I mean, I didn't know we had to be that specific. I thought I made the rules here. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll say they're the nine. I'll say they're the nine. I'm, uh, being that they were the 11th seed last year and just missed out on the playing tournament, I'm going to put them in as yes and the 10th seed. Okay. All right. Um, and just to also note, LeVar Ball is not at the Bulls games. He's at the Hornets games because they also have LiAngelo Ball right now. So they're they're doubling down on balls down in the Hornets. And um, – Let's just be clear. LiAngelo Ball is in training camp with the Hornets, um, but I I doubt that's actually going to lead to anything. But a little bit of good good uh, good blood between the Hornets and the Balls. Wow, looks like uh, Hornets really went balls deep. <laughs> um, so going on to the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, while we're talking about teams that have too many balls or shoot too many balls. Uh, yeah, not yeah. enough balls. Yeah. They, you know, option one would be Colin Sexton. Option two, they just paid $100 million to Jared Allen. I don't know if he'll be the option two on this team, but that's just worthy note. Evan Mobley, they drafted uh, super high this year. Uh, very excited about him. He's He was the number three pick in this draft, and, and – uh, was a stud at USC, uh, stretch five. He's going to be he, – he'll be somebody to watch in the NBA. And then Darius Garland, another one of their first-round picks. So 
they have some uh, young talent on that team. What What do you think of them? I um, I think that they're just they've they've firmly placed themselves in mediocrity and the type of mediocrity that doesn't make the playoffs. Um, nothing else to say here. Uh, I hope Mobley has a good rookie season, and they're going to break up Sexland, I think, and, and look more towards the future. What do you got? I, I don't think that they'll make the playoffs, and I think they're just uh, in constant rebuild. Speaking of constant rebuilds, let's uh, focus on Detroit Pistons. Well, LeBron might come back to the Cavs. If he goes back to the Cavs, then then maybe maybe they'll have a chance. Let's throw it out there. I yeah, agree no, no, no. disagree. Yeah. All right, so – on to the Pistons. So Pistons got number one overall pick. Cade Cunningham would be, you would think, be their option one to start the season. Jeremy Grant had a great year last year on a team that wasn't that good, scoring almost 20 points a game, be option two. Sadiq Bey was a rookie last year. He had a uh, he had a great rookie year, looks like a two-way player. And then they assigned Kelly Olynyk to a uh, three-year deal. This is a team, uh, and Brendan, I'll, I'll let you go, but just to give my answer, uh, no playoffs. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go lottery. I'm going lottery. Uh, and that, that's it. I, I think it's going to be exciting to see Kate Cunningham. I haven't seen enough of him. And, you know, against um, really, I, I, at least what I have seen of him, he's one of those players that could do better against NBA talent than even college talent. Um, or, and by that, I mean, he might stand out more. Um, I feel like he moves at his own cadence and, um, he's able to really dictate a game. That's what they need. Um, this isn't the year. I, I, I don't mind what they, they did here in the off season, but, um, you know, I, I, I think they're going to get a huge, like a nice early pick next year and then, uh, and then go from there. Yeah. Cade Cunningham is Ben Simmons that can shoot. You yeah. heard it here first. <laughs> Is that first? Um, all right. I think we both agree uh, no for Detroit, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely right. So not. We're, we're moving down the Eastern Conference. And believe, just to remind everyone, we already have four yeses each. So we have to be a little – actually, you only have three in for sure. Um, I have four in for sure. Um, but now we're getting to the back end of the East Conference. So Indiana Pacers, they're rocking – Demo, uh, DeMontis Sabonis, they're, uh, they're all-star. They're, they're pride and joy. Um, they have Malcolm Brogdon, my pride and joy. And then they ha- uh, have their somewhat newer addition, Karis LeVert. And then if you want to throw in a fourth, you can talk about TJ Warren. But um, with this big three of Sabonis, Brogdon, and LeVert, where are they sitting in the East, too? I think they're sitting towards the bottom. But I... And by that, I mean, like, you know, in the six to eight range of making the playoffs, like with no playing game or I'm sorry, seven, and eight playing. But I think they would be right in the six, seven, eight conversation. Uh, they just they have Miles Turner, too, who, you know, we didn't get to mention, but they're kind of just an odd team. Like, it, it just seems like a bunch of good players, but no real fit. They also fired their coach. Uh, after one year. So, you know, they're trying to figure that out. But I'm going to say yes on the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention, um, like, the first yeah first year of Rick Carlisle. Um, hard to bet against that 
I'm on the fence. I love myself some Brogdon, actually. Oof. Um, man, they are they going to fit? I haven't seen enough of Levert with that team. That might be a piece they like try to move on from, but I don't know. Um, I'm gonna go. It's getting a little little tighter here. Uh, I'm gonna go with ten seed. I'm gonna say my, they're my ten seed. I think they'll 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 play in. Um, I, I, it really depends a lot to me on Rick Carlisle how he introduced himself to that team, um, what they do with Miles Turner. Uh, you know, nonstop rumors about him. But um, if him and Sabonis were to be able to unlock something, um, which I think Rick Carlo might be able to, uh, I still think that they're a ten seed with upside because it's not they're not going to come out of the gate hot. They're gonna they're gonna take some time to to speed up. Yeah, looking forward to uh, watching what happens with this team. So we'll get on to uh, the Miami Heat made some big moves this offseason. They uh, signed Jimmy Butler to a huge contract extension. Uh, they have Bam Adebayo as their option, too, and then did a sign-and-trade for Kyle Lowry and then also gave $90 million to Duncan Robinson. So, you know, they made the uh, NBA Finals two years ago. They're really hoping to run it back. So I'm going to say yes on the playoffs for this team. Yeah, um, not too much to add um, with what you're saying. I, I, have you heard anything about their connection at all to uh, Victor Oladipo? Like, I think that's something that actually I need to know, if you know anything. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a little lost. Like they, I think that's a move that, that gets lost in last year, where they got Victor Oladipo from the Rockets, but then he got hurt again, and so they, you, no one really got to see like consistently a Victor Oladipo and what they would look like um, with him in the playoffs. So um, it, it depends a bunch on whether they're able to keep him. If there's no chance, um, this team didn't get that much better. Um, and I'm going to say they're a playoff team uh, not too excited about. You know, I feel like they, they're going to be that 8 seed plan, maybe 7 seed plan, but you know, I don't think they're gonna make any real noise. Uh, if they're able, if Oladipo is there and makes, you know, and and even just plays pretty well, then that's a different story. Oladipo actually is rumored to join everyone and their mother with the Lakers. God damn it! Um, hell, but he's he looks washed. I'm not a. Uh, like he he's come back from way too many injuries and it's just ruptured Achilles like like everything that could go wrong for him has uh you know great player in his prime but it it kind of just looks like he's gonna be one of those jour- journeymen um, yeah don't don't call it a comeback he barely comes back so yeah right, we're, we're 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 looking at the next alphabetical. Um, East team, the Milwaukee Championship Bucks, coming off their championship, are they going to be be high off the championship, or are they going to be hungover? What do you got? So, I'm going to say that yes, they make the playoffs, 
but I don't think they'll repeat as champions. Yeah, I don't think there's any reason to stick on this if we're, we're talking um, playoffs. We'll obviously get more into the weeds on this uh, in our, our season preview coming up in a couple uh, months, so tune in. Um, but I, I think clearly they're going to make the playoffs. You know, Giannis, Milton, and Drew Holiday won a championship, so <laughs> we don't have to spend too much time on them. Yeah, uh, totally agree. And uh, now we'll go into a favorite of the pod, the New York Knicks. You know, we'll go through. They made the playoffs last year. They were the fourth seed. And uh, we leading off is option one, Julius Randle, all-NBA, all-star. Weird that he wasn't included on the Olympic USA team, but JaVale McGee was. I'm a little salty about it. Uh, R.J. Barrett's the number two option. Evan Fournier, they just signed four years, $78 million. And then they've re-signed Alec Burks as well as Derrick Rose. So I would I would give that as a uh, little optics. But Thibodeau also won Coach of the Year. So there's a lot to be optimistic about as a uh, Knicks fan. Also looks like they had a decent draft. So what do you think, Brent? Um, I'm going yes. I, I just think uh, they're running it back in a similar enough way. I think the four seed is um, a long shot pipe dream, but they're running it back with the players that I liked, honestly. Um, you know, adding Fournier just adds a little um, maybe finesse to a rough team that was able to get the tough part done last year. And they missed that finesse sometimes. I think Alec Burks was someone that was honestly relied upon more than he should have been um, to provide a lot of that scoring and that ball handling. Um, but I think they're a pretty well-balanced team. I've been a fan of Alec Burks for a while. Not never like never thinking he's going to be great, but as like a, you know, just a ball handling backup kind of guard. Um, and uh, we'll see how Fournier is. I mean, honestly, I think I'm, I think I have a little recency bias. Uh, maybe we all do with that France win over the U S in the Olympics. He looked good. <laughs> and he's, not the, I think he's like 28. Um, so I'm happy. I'm happy with the signing. I know everyone punches the numbers and is upset. Um, to those people, I'll end on this. To those people that are upset about the Fournier signing, if we're going to trade eventually for anyone that you want, he might be included. The the the, the salaries have to match up. I um I think this was an overall good move that that made the team better, and I'm excited to watch them. But they're making the playoffs for sure. Yeah. And, uh, all right, so we're both there. We'll go into uh, Orlando Magic. Nonstop rebuild with them, but I think they hit a home run with number five overall pick. They got Jalen Suggs um, out of Gonzaga, who had an unreal NCAA tournament. Um, He's a stud. They're relying on him as option number one. Jonathan Isaac, they signed to an extension last year. He got hurt. They're hoping he's a good big man. We'll see. Cole Anthony had a pretty good rookie year for them as a point guard, plays the same position as Jalen Suggs. Markel Fultz uh, was having a resurgent, former number overall pick, uh, number one overall pick, was playing well, got hurt again. So they have three point guards that all were high draft picks. We'll see, along with a guy who can never stay healthy. I'm going to say no on uh, making the playoffs, but I hope the best 
what do you think, uh, Brendan? Yeah, no, I like your intro. Um, I think Jonathan Isaac, I'm pretty sure they signed him to that contract after he got hurt. It's like, you're right. <laughs> crazy, crazy. <laughs> imagine, imagine getting a, uh, an extension or a promotion after you fuck something up. It's it's really unbelievable. He has had the easiest NBA career to date of any player ever. Um, but um, you know, I, I love. I actually like what they're doing. I think it's exciting. Um, the only thing I, I have to add to your your well well spoken take was uh you left off the 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 boy the boy himself Mo Bamba. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh that that's the real deal maker on this team he could be number one out of their top three um if he just keeps up on his trajectory um but overall yeah def- definitely not the playoffs um but but also you know keeping with the theme of exciting teams to watch on league pass i'm 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 gonna turn on some magic they're gonna be the the um NCAA tournament you know, dance team that, that might that might just run it. Who knows? But definitely not making the playoffs. It's cool that they have um, the six and seven picks of the 2018 draft. They have Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's a that's a whole bunch of talent, and that's a good place to be if you're a shitty team. Is to just have like a bunch of young guys that could be really good. And, you know, could peter out and become, like, backup players. But those become valuable players to trade or, you know, you just, you know, drop them when the, their contract's up and and um, sign someone else. So I, I think that yeah. they, they have a bright future. I, I'm actually I'm happy for the Magic. Worth noting, Colin Sexton was the eighth overall pick, Mikhail Bridges 10th, and Shai Gilgis Alexander the 11th, along with Michael Porter Jr. as the 14th. So just food for thought for the Magic. You know, maybe pay a little bit more attention. But oh, uh, where was Kevin Knox? Oh, Kevin Knox was the ninth, but um, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, purposely skipping over that. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a waste. He's playing summer league though. That's good as a third year. <laughs> Older um, summer league. We're good. We're yeah, good. yeah, awesome. On to the next Philly 76ers. So they're a team that uh, a lot of talent. Doc Rivers, second-year coach with them. Like, obviously, he's been in the league a while. Um, But just to give quick on them is Joel Embiid, monster year last year. You know, MVP front runner for a while. Tobias Harris, Long Island own. uh, Half Hollow Hills, Long Island Lutheran, stand up. And then uh, Ben Simmons, the enigma, and Seth Curry as, uh, you know, they're off the bench shooter. What do you think, Brendan? I I mean I think Seth Curry is the the key that unlocks the talent of the this team. Um, he just he he opens up the whole court. Um, but the really I mean sorry I, I guess I, I I like to kind of bury the lead. Um, ben Simmons being traded is is obviously the biggest topic here. What are they going to get? Um, well, who are they going to get? What are they going to give up? Um, It'll be really interesting to see that. I think that, like, they're clearly a playoff team, um, but they're they're set up exactly to have the same fate they did last year where, you know, teams, they were exposed. Uh, ben Simmons can't make free throws and can't make shots and then loses his confidence. I don't think that's changing in one year. I think they need – if they can pull off a Damian Lillard trade, um, that would obviously be – 
you know, a, a huge change to their uh, trajectory. But I do want to give a shout out to Seth Curry as I did because um, he shoots at a better rate than his brother and he shoots better percentages. So great to shout out. Yeah, no, it's a great point. And then uh, on to yeah, Toronto two more, Raptors. Two more teams to go. So Raptors have uh, Pascal Siakam as uh, option one. You know, Fred Van Vliet, option two. They traded Kyle Lowry, uh, which we'll get into on our next pod. Then Goran Dragic is option three. And then they assigned uh, Gary Trent Jr. to a three-year, $54 million uh, extension, which, you know, they're definitely – they have Nick Nurse, great coach, you know, uh, Siakam and Van Vliet are playoff guys. So what? where do you think this team goes? I hate to keep this back to you, but do you think – this is a quick quick question. Do you think there's a big drop-off from Kyle Lowry to Goran Dragic? I don't think it's a huge drop-off. I don't think it's a huge drop-off. Goran Dragic and Kyle Lowry, let me look this up really quickly. I think they're the same age. And if they're the same age – then they're like, what? What's the big difference? I actually think Goran Dragic is a year younger now that I'm looking it up. Um, 35 years old for Goran, and I'm pretty sure Kyle Lowry is 36. Um, they both bring intensity and some talent. Neither of them have elite talent. No one's actually saying 10 years ago when Kyle Lowry was 27 or whatever that he was actually going to be a, an elite talent in the league. He just he plays hard. He gets those. Those um those uh he draws the uh, contact on the fouls and he's wait, I'm sorry I just got distracted by this so he's 35 and only they're only two years apart I'm two they're they're like one and a half months apart so they're basically the same um but yeah yeah so it's it's really exciting to uh to see them add honestly it's another tough point guard to a team that actually. I don't know, might have gotten a little better. Uh, so I'm excited to watch them. Sadly enough, I don't have to make them the playoffs. The numbers got to get crunched, and I think they're the team that, you know, some that something or another doesn't go their way this year. This is the year that the Raptors end up numero 11. Yeah, I think um, I agree with that. It's an uphill climb. Uh, unless everything changes and Kawhi goes there, then they're in the playoffs. But for I right now, theory. with this, this, this roster, really, I think the first pod that's gone into the Kawhi going back to Toronto. Okay. I'm speaking it into existence, <laughs> and uh, I hope he goes back there. So playoffs, they make it if uh, if you know they'll they'll make it over the Bulls if he returns. But if not, no. Well, I think that's um that's a great take, but right now you got no. And then last but not least, I don't at least not my take. <laughs> um, Washington Wizards, you know they they've gotten somehow. This is something that last year we couldn't even dream of that either John Wall or Russell Westbrook's contracts would be moved at all. And they got only moved for each other, right? That was the take. They could only be moved for each other last year. And now it's proven 
that maybe a year in, a year further into his contract, so it's a little less, he was able to be moved, and now it's Beal, Kyle Kuzma, and Spencer Dinwiddie. This is this is the uh, the the early take on Spencer. If you were to throw in KCP, uh, maybe Thomas Bryant. Let's not forget about Thomas Bryant as a center. He was hurt last year. What do you think about the Wizards to round out the Eastern Conference? Um, how are they going to do the new look Wiz? I think that they're they're very interesting. Now, it's it's something that needs to be said. Wes Unsell Jr. is their new coach. His dad was a great, you know, great player, Hall of Fame player for um, <laughs> for the uh, Wizards. But I just, I don't see this team making the playoffs. I see Bradley Beal making another All-Star team, maybe makes All-NBA. But uh, I, I just don't see this as a playoff team. Yeah, um, just to, to throw out here, um, Wes Hunseld, I don't think, played for the Wizards a minute. That's just, I, I'm pretty sure he played for the Bullets. Um, we'll kind of... um, so, <laughs> I don't know who, who thought of that one. Um, they didn't do well. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think, you know, I'm actually excited more than I thought by this team. Um, once I really took a look at it after the Westbrook trade, um, it. I think a lot of it depends on what you think of like Denny Denny Advida Advida. Um, if he can turn into like prime Steve Novak, then this team might have a chance. And um, I'm, I'm going to predict them to be out of the playoffs because the Eastern Conference. Uh, I don't think the the mainstream media has fully caught up to the the competitiveness that has since joined the Eastern Conference. And and actually on that 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 comment, so I'll end with. No Wizards in the playoffs, but the whole entire NBA as we go through these teams, I hope you as listeners and I hope us, you know, we, we learn more about how the rules that the the NBA and Adam Silver have, have made has made the league more fair. There is more, um, ah, what's the, I'm blanking on the exact word, but there's, there's more com- com- competition in the conferences and in between the conferences. Um, so, you know, great move by the league. And uh, I love watching the Wizards even be able to be in a place to make a, 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 a this a competition. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that take. And, and uh, you know, just hopefully Wes Unsell Jr. is better coach for the Wizards, a.k.a. the Bullets, than his dad was. His dad was 202 and 345 as a record uh, for the Bullets as head coach. Great player, shitty coach. Then they made the uh, they made the playoffs once when he was general manager and he was there for seven years. So let's just hope for a uh, turn of the tides. Go uh, Wizards, but I don't see them making the playoffs this year. Yeah, and actually, I mean, I love the way you said that. There's something to do with, like, for all, all those anthropology and social studies lovers out there to to actually watch a great player become a bad coach and have a son that might be a good coach wow ooh, what do you is there genetics in here too we have a lot to, we have a lot to talk about a whole nother pod whole nother pod well uh 
you know, just to, if you want to sign off or give any sign off to our fans and listeners, like thanks so much for signing in and uh, signing on, listening to us for another week. But Brendan, I'm signing off. You got anything to add? Um, yeah, just uh, happy to be back in the pod. And, you know, we will work on becoming more consistent. Um, but this is something that we're entering the off season. We love basketball. We love you. You probably love basketball and maybe us. Um, but we're, we're here for you. Uh, we, we, we're not ending anytime soon, but we'll, uh, we'll let you know when we, we post. So thanks for listening in.